Inside your little song sheet there in the middle is a verse. You'll see it. It's in dark blue. Um, it's kind of the theme verse of today. It's right there in the middle if you want to just see it there. Because I got the question is, like, why would you bother doing something like this? Or even why even get up and come to church on a Sunday morning? That's a good question to ask. Because if it's just a, ma a matter of doing religious rituals, then there are probably other options that would be even better to do on a, on a summer Sunday morning in Lloydminster, right? If, if there was nothing just beyond religious ritual, but there is something more to what we believe in here than that. That we believe that one person can actually make a world of a difference. And of course, that person is Jesus Christ. And, and no matter what you think about church, because, yeah, there are some messed up churches, and there's messed up religion, and there's messed up traditions out there. But when you just boil that all away and get back to this one person, Jesus Christ, we find ourselves having to deal with some serious -ish truth matters here. Because if Jesus is who he said he is, and he did what he said he did, and what the Bible says he did, then you got to stop and say, is this worth considering? Because Jesus has done things that no one else could do. Like, for instance, Jesus predicted his own death and his resurrection. No one else has ever been able to do that, right? I mean, people have been able to say, yeah, I'm going to die, you know, like kind of like Star Wars, Yoda, you know, he's, he's getting ready to die, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to the, you know, like, I'm going to pass away or whatever, you know, and, and like we know that people can predict that, yeah, at some point I'm going to die, but no one has ever been able to say, I'm going to die, and guess what, three days later, I'm going to rise again. That's what makes Christianity different than every other religious system and structure and faith-based thing that you could follow. I mean, there's nothing that compares to Jesus Christ. Buddha didn't, didn't predict his death and resurrection. Muhammad didn't predict his death and resurrection. Confucius didn't predict his death and resurrection. We are not one of a group that are all the same. We believe in this very unique thing called the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And we just celebrated it. Thank you, girls, for giving us the visual picture of what makes Christianity unique and what makes it true. And so from the first century till today, groups of people like us have gathered and celebrated and worshiped God through Jesus Christ, who died and rose again. That's what makes Christianity unique. We don't all follow the same path to the same destination, just through different paths. It doesn't work. Jesus himself said, there is one way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Now, here in this little verse here we have, it's in 1 Corinthians. It was a church in the first century that was messed up. They believed in Jesus, but they hadn't quite figured it all out yet. They had immorality going on. They had lawsuits going on. They were fighting all the time. And so he writes this book to him, the Apostle Paul, and says, look, you guys, if you're, you know, you belong to Jesus, we need to clean this stuff up. But at the end of the book, he spends a whole chapter talking about their resurrection because he's like, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then this is a waste of time. We might as well go golfing, go fishing, go quilting, go crafting, whatever you do, right? Go gardening, it doesn't matter, because if, if Jesus isn't alive, we're wasting our time. But he ends the, the, basically the book with these two verses in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, 58. He says, but thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, 
after establishing the fact that the resurrection did happen, it is significant, it changes us, and we look forward to ourselves being resurrected. He says, so then, dear brothers and sisters, be firm. Don't be moved. And here's where it comes in for us today. There's so much stuff going on out there. We feel like the world is, is almost out of, like a roller coaster out of control. But because of the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have this secure standing. Uh, you could translate that, be steadfast, immovable. The verb actually is the verb be. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a statement of identity and position. Be steadfast, be immovable. Don't be like that, you know, little piece of driftwood that just floats along with the current. Be solid. Why, you, why can you be solid? Because Jesus Christ, in fact, did rise from the dead. He is living. You are serving a risen Savior, and you too will rise from the dead someday. You have a future resurrection because of your faith in Jesus Christ. And all sorts of weird stuff will continue to happen in our lifetimes uh, we'll see all sorts of, you know, strange ideas come around, but we have this firm anchor in Jesus Christ that's, that gives us stability and security in our position and in our identity because Jesus Christ died and rose again. No one else has ever done that. No one else will ever do that. But those who believe in Jesus Christ can be assured that they one day will conquer death with him because he conquered death once and for all. We have this secure standing in this new identity in Jesus Christ. Don't be moved. Uh, be firm. And then he says, always be outstanding in the work of the Lord. So, so here's your position, and here's your practice, he says. In light of the fact that Jesus rose from the dead, the thing that you should invest your life in is serving his purposes. He uses these two words describing like something that's overflowing, that's, that's filling over the banks. In my, in my last church, we had this uh, baptism on the corner of the stage, and there was a valve at the way back in the furnace room, and the guy would open up the valve and let the hot water in, and the one guy done it this one morning, he turned on the valve, and he was putting some hot water so the tank was a little warmer, and, and then the service started, and as the service was going on, suddenly the water began to flow over the tank onto the stage, you know, and, and the, like, that's what this is the idea, this overflowing, this, this, this abundance just this keeps coming and coming and coming and coming. He says, always abounding. I had these Ukrainian aunts, Auntie Josie and Auntie Annie. And Auntie Josie and Auntie Annie were typical Ukrainian women. Um, you never, ever went hungry in their house. Never did I ever, you know, just wander around their house singing, oh, man, my stomach is just eating, my, you know, eating itself because I'm so hungry. Never. There was always just food and 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 food. I mean, it just kept coming. This is the picture that, is painted in this verse. Always be outstanding in the work of the Lord. This is not the bureaucrat or the unionized employee who does the minimal, who puts in just the 37.5 hours a week and then is done, who asks for extra you know, benefits and time off. And, no, this is the person who goes above and beyond. Because they realize this, the position and identity they have in Jesus Christ. 
first and foremost, it's that idea of, of you are now a representative and a delegate for Jesus Christ where you are. These girls here are going to be representing Jesus Christ in the Kitscotty High School, in the Lloydminster Comprehensive High School, in the Lashburn High School. And they have declared it here, but we're going to pray for them as they now take their faith and, and live it out in the schools in which God has placed them and the communities in which they live. You represent Christ when you work at your oil field service company, the bank, the construction company you work at, the schools you attend, the sports teams you play on. You are an ambassador for Christ. If you are vocal about your faith, I hope that your work is a representation of Jesus Christ. If you do poor work, don't tell people you're a Christian, okay? That's not a good idea. But if you, if you, if you do good work, your employer should say, I'm so glad I got those Christians. Now, they're kind of weird, but, but man, they do good work. <laughs> Does your work represent Jesus Christ? That's what he's saying. Always outstanding in the work of the Lord. Why? Because you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You're not wasting your life. I don't know if you've ever gone to the ocean and built a sandcastle. I love building sandcastles. It's fun, right? Especially low tide, right? Because, you know, the water goes out and the sand is wet and it's just, just really nice to pack together and you can build little castles and moats and then it's wonderful and you build these huge creations and then guess what happens? The tide begins to come in and it comes in. And pretty soon it begins to lap against the wall of your wonderful creation. And before you know it, it's just nothing. Or you have a little brother or sister that comes along and kicks it over. Right? I mean, we've all had that experience. And, and I think a lot of people are building sandcastles at low tide and thinking, this is my life. And then they watch it all wash away and they wonder, why did I bother? But the Bible says, you know what? When you are outstanding in your work of the Lord because of the resurrection, because of Jesus, the work that you do, is never wasted. It's not in vain. I was reading this palliative care nurse was talking about how she had attended to 500 people that had died as part of her job. And the one consistent thing, especially with the men, as they died, the one thing they said was, I worked too much. Your employer is not going to come to your bedside when you're dying. Rarely. I'm telling you. They may send flowers to your funeral. Maybe not. But the Lord knows everything you do for him. And he keeps track. And what you do because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ does make a difference. These three girls all served at camp this summer. So they have already lived out this reality. They've given, made it public today, but they, they already gave their time. And, and throughout history of the church and even the history of people in this gathering, some of you know what it's like to be poured out for the Lord. It's never in vain, but it is exhausting. That word labor is poil, you know, working to the point of fatigue. It's when you're just bone tired, but you just say, I know it's worth it because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. We at New Life are inviting you to move up and out of new life in Jesus Christ. But some of you potentially are building sandcastles that are going to wash away. Now, you should 
have jobs. You should make money. <laughs> you should do well in those jobs. But understand, your day job is, will probably make zero to little difference for eternity, unless you're representing Jesus Christ and helping people find him. But the projects you're working on are all going to burn up and be destroyed. And with the current government, you, you know, who knows what will happen with it, right? But, but this stuff will last. So work all week hard, but then come and serve with us here. Be outstanding in the work of the Lord. Um, last year, we, we had a group of people that, that volunteered every week for like 13 weeks for Alpha. I, in my history of New Life, that had never happened before in my five years, where someone actually served for 13 weeks straight. But they were outstanding in the work of the Lord. And it wasn't in vain. And so I'm inviting you to, to take some steps this year. To, to make a difference, to invest your life where you are, but also here in the church, to, to find a place where, where you can give and where you can serve and where you can help out. And the scripture says it's not in vain. It's worth the investment. But that might be mean saying no to something else in order to say yes to this place. We are not tapping anyone out right now at New Life. No one serves five days a week in our church. So I'm inviting you to take a step to find a place to serve, to get involved with other people. Because this is the truth. Jesus Christ changed this world forever. He's changed lives forever. And I hope that, that you have experienced that in your own life. But now he says, it's not just a matter of, of believing in, in Jesus and, and accepting him, but now it's, it's walking with him and discovering that your life can make a difference just like Jesus Christ made a difference. So would you join this team here and make a difference? as we move up and out in new life in Jesus Christ together. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, I'm inviting you. He is inviting you into his family today. You can believe in him. He died for your sins. He rose again so you can walk in newness of life. That's what we exist here for, is just to share that message. And then to help people just discover new life in Jesus. The world will not offer you anything like Jesus can offer you. It just doesn't. So we're offering you the one thing that, that can change your life in, in a permanent way. Salvation in Jesus Christ alone. Team, would you come up? We're going to just prepare to, to, to sing our, our final song, and then we're going to have some, some snacks and some food and some fun. And that's what the church is all about. We worship God. We believe in Jesus Christ. We eat together. We walk together. We mourn together. We celebrate together. This is what it's like. You're not alone here. You're part of a family. And if you have never entered that family through faith in Christ, we invite you to do that today. Uh, you can just do that where you're seated. You can make, make that prayer in your heart, saying, you know, Lord, I believe this. You died for me. You rose again. I, and, and I want to walk in this new life today, too. If you'd like to, to talk about baptism, I'd be happy to talk to you about that after the service, and we can plan. We'll bring the tank in any time if there's people ready to, to get baptized. But we just like to have a little chat with you before and just kind of, you know, hear your story. And then we'd love to share it with the church family. So uh, if you want to do that in a future week, let me know and we, we can talk about that. But let's just, let's just close in prayer and invite you. And then we're going to sing off a final song here. Let's pray together. If you don't know Jesus today, you, you, can, you can pray this prayer. Lord, I, I believe in you. Jesus, you are the son of God. You died for my sins. You rose again. I place my faith in you today, knowing that you've forgiven me my sin and you want me to give me new life. I believe it.
And church family, I just encourage you as, as we close. Father, help us to be outstanding in the work of the Lord. To, to stand secure in our position in you. Immovable, steadfast. Because we believe in the one person who made an eternal difference in our world. Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. He is king and leader of this church. King and leader of our lives. We worship him and give him the glory this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Let's stand and sing along with the team.